Love Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring with hosts Mary and Faye. Mary is a radio talk show host, author of the popular book, A Pocket Full of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope, and a faith-based intuitive. For over 20 years, Mary has shared her intuitive, angelic guidance with clients from all over the world and from all walks of life. Mary's clients have called her the soul whisperer, as she has the gift to ignite passion and create results from hearing the voice within their soul. Mary's goal is simple, to make your life better than it was the day before. Mary is the founder of Global Healing Solutions. Faye is an international speaker and educator, published author, TV personality, radio talk show host, transformational healer, spiritual minister, vibrational artist channel, and a true sacred listener. Faye founded her company, A Needed Escape, to give her clients a well-balanced life of peace, joy, and contentment. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your dreams and imagination soaring. Let us, uh, let me bring on our wonderful, beautiful co-host, Faye Norman. Hello, Faye. Hi, Mary. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing today? We're having a lot of excitement here in New Jersey, right? But it's not drowning out our spirits, Faye. Absolutely not. I'm seeing it as just a need to wash away any remaining sludge that may have gathered over the time and a watering of the gardens and the plants. And even for contemplation, I find that on rainy days, it's much easier to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to sit back and meditate. I'm going to take some me time because the weather's not so great, so I don't feel that push that I should be outside doing something. How about you, Perfect. Mary? Perfect. Today, Faye and I are talking about learning how to trust your decision-making abilities. You know, overanalyzing every decision we make can be terrible. And if you feel uncertain about choosing, guess what? You'll just keep thinking about it over and over again. And gosh, we stay stuck that way. So we'd like to give some insight into decision-making that will make our life hopefully a little easier when we reach that fork in the road. How do we know the decisions are right? When all is lost, how do we trust our heart and our mind to make the right choices? Also, should we be ruled by our hearts or our heads? For heart-led people, this can be sometimes, say, as we know, detrimental, as we need to also listen to the logic sometimes. Complete stuff would love your wise word on this. I think it was the Dalai Lama that said, sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. And that pertains to this because we make decisions based on what might be best for us in our own mind. But the universe is trying to take us in another direction. So heart versus head, in my opinion, balances the key. Um, If we're only ruled by the heart, we might be telling ourselves, you know, this is the wise decision, this is the best, and we're not 
thinking of anything that gets in our way. So to practice open-minded action where you take action and make a decision is kind of a better way to go. Balance it out, use logic, a little bit of your of your your heart, you know, what is your heart saying? What is that goal of your life? But then take action. Don't stay stuck in it. Say, what are your thoughts? I mean, say, can you make a decision <laughs> to join us today, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just sit back and listen to Mary go on, you know. <laughs> Well, that's I love it. I love it. I gave it my best decision making based on my feelings. <laughs> so and that, that's, 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 that's it. what I opened with. Back to and, you. And I, I, <laughs> I want to point out one small little thing that popped in my awareness as you were speaking, Mary, about, you know, using the heart, but balancing it out, as in all things. Balance is essential. Uh, Without the balance, we always end up feeling either thrown into the bushes or like something is missing or we haven't done what we need to do. But when we come from our heart space, what I'd like to emphasize is not the emotionality that people traditionally relate to decisions of the heart. For example, when you fall madly deeply in love with somebody and all the hormones are are racing and, you know, you just make those decisions based on that emotionality, that's quite different than coming from the heart. When we come from the heart, the heart is really the true brain. It is the seat of all of our spiritual knowledge. It's just been covered up so long that we forget how to hear it and how to listen to it. Um, How many times do we have a decision that we get to make and we end up standing still, feeling fear about, well, let's see, I'll analyze it this way and I'll analyze it every way till Friday or Sunday and then... As Mary says, there's no, there's no movement, there's no anything. And we're stuck in what is commonly referred to as analysis paralysis. And I know firsthand that when we get stuck there, we're actually making a decision that is not in alignment with our heart's desire, that we're creating that decision by default. And in the end, we normally regret that decision. So it's really, as you said, Mary, the balance of tapping in and taking it all under advisement. Phew! Okay, I'll get let you get a word in edgewise. No, no. I mean, what what insight? What insight? You know, it is about the balance, and it's also about the environment that you're in at the time you're making the decision, and that by me. Are we tired? Are we angry? Are we looking to just get out of where we are at any cost, especially sometimes with a job? We can't stand where we're working. We hate, well, I don't like to use the word hate. I dislike going in every day to work. We don't get along with the boss. And before you know it, we're making the decision 
based on the environment of the circumstances we're in at the time. And a lot of times we go from the frying pan to the whatever we're going into. What's that expression? <laughs> uh, from the from the frying pan into the fire, or from the fire into the That's frying it. pan. That's it, Fed. That's why I love co-hosting this show with you because you you get it right exactly what I'm looking to say. And that's true. (laughs) That's true. You know, we do that. And it's not a great thing because we wind up almost in the same situation or worse. And when we really take time to make a decision with clarity as if we're making the decision for somebody else, take ourselves out of it. We make fewer decision mistakes or we don't uh, have misunderstandings about our decision. And I think another wait, thing wait, 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 Mary, wait, Mary, wait, Mary, before I lose my mind. <laughs> what you're suggesting, I want to make sure I understand this, what you're suggesting is we, we give ourselves advice like we would to our friends. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because when we take ourselves out of it, emotionally out of it, we tend to make less decision-making mistakes. Because now we're looking at it, what would I tell What would I tell Faye? What would I want for her highest and her best? Is she jumping in too fast? Is she not looking at all the, the things uh, that she should be if she wants to, to move out of state? what are the things that she should be taking into consideration? And one of the things is how does it benefit yourself and other people around you? Not that we live for their approval, but sometimes you do have to take into consideration, especially say if you have children in the area or a parent that that needs you, but kind of needs to be looked after. What are those decisions based on? So to take that into consideration and talk to yourself as if you're talking to a dear friend. What are your thoughts on that, Barry? I love it. I love it because you're right. We often put on our our removed emotional thinking caps when we're speaking to our friends. And it's like it just flows. We allow divinity to come through us and to bring that information that they need to hear. Of course, you're not, you're not giving this information out willy-nilly. It's when you're being asked for input, <laughs> right? Otherwise, we can sit in our corners and, and debate ourselves all day long, every single minute, and then get stuck. But I love that reminder of just bringing our detached emotional self into the conversation as if we are conversing with one of our dearest best friends or perhaps not even a dearest best friend just somebody sometimes you know you're in line at the supermarket and or you're you're in a store and you're trying something on and a random person will look at you and say so what do you think about this and they'll want your honest opinion and because you're not emotionally attached you tend to be a little bit more open, a little bit more vulnerable with them because you figure, ah, it's okay. They're asking for it. I'm going to tell them. It would be so lovely if we could start to do that more on a regular basis with our own thoughts and our own decision-making. 
to remove that barrier of fear and doubt. Ah, how's that? Wow, been? that's great. That's great, great insight. Uh, you know, I do a lot of readings, and most of the time it's because people are needing to make a decision. And they come to me very often envisioning the worst case scenario for their, for their decision. They'll say things like, um, I should take this job because maybe, maybe I shouldn't take this job because another one may come along and then I'll have a huge gap on my resume and I never get hired again and we'll have to lie in a van down by the river and no one will ever love me again. And, you know, they get so bogged down in theatrical disasters. I choose, and this is what I tell them, to envision the best case scenario and make decisions based on that. This allows them to, I guess, make a decision unclouded by destructive, mm, crippling doubt. Doubt is so crippling. Instead of visualizing this, I shouldn't take that job, maybe another one's coming tomorrow. If I don't take it, then what happens? And they, that rumination over whether to accept a job, to make a move, and envisioning always the worst-case scenario. I know that you've been around um, people that, that do that. They give you the absolute worst thing that could happen if they make a decision. And sometimes they never see the good in it, and they stay just in that spot. And what do you think, Faye, about that? I, I think you're absolutely on point because what happens is they bring themselves into that corner of analysis paralysis. And I also credit um, the media with some of those unfolding scenarios as we play them out in our mind. If you want to think about how you're making your life decisions, that unconscious programming that's playing in the background, from whatever show that you've watched recently that may have had a similar um, thing happen as part of the programming. And you go, oh, well, that character handled it this way. And it may not even be that conscious awareness that you're making it, the decision based on that. But so often these things color the way we show up in our lives. So um, I'm going to suggest if you have any sort of big decision to make to either make a list of pros and cons about how you want to see these changes or if these changes feel like they're moving in the right direction. When we take it out of our internal dialogue and that thought process, it becomes clear and much more quickly. Um, Turn off the TV if you're, if you're spending time with the TV. See if that doesn't help bring some clarity into your world. And, of course, meditate, you know, just as easily as closing your eyes and focusing. Breath in, breath out, breathing in, breathing out. You can't help but calm down and create space so that the information that you need to move past that, oh, my God, I don't know what to do, shows up or you miraculously 
hear an advertisement for something or somebody is having a conversation and all of a sudden your ears perk up and you go, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So there's many ways to help you get through the decision-making process. At any case, again, if you don't make a decision, you've actually made a decision indirectly and not most of the time not happily. Back to you, Mary. I love that taking time to meditate, get centered and get balanced and to cultivate an abundance um, mentality. Sometimes we hear out there there's never enough jobs or money, time, resources. Instead of succumbing to that scarcity-driven mindset, and sometimes I do that, I still do that, I have to realize I am bound to be successful. You got to hear that. Bound to be successful. And where there's one opportunity, a dozen or more await us. So I try now to listen to that voice inside of me that always says, no, 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 you know, there's not enough, scarcity. But then I go and I listen to the quality of my thoughts when decision-making. And I begin to hear a more sincere conviction from your soul saying, this is the way, walking it. So the fear of missing out on something, if I don't take that job right this minute, if I don't jump into this relationship right here and now, I don't know anything about him or her, but I know enough. I met him at Starbucks. We talked for a while. I met them on Tumblr. I think it's Tumble, Tumblr, one of those sites. <laughs> we got to do it right now because we, we have this fear, Faye, that we're going to miss out. And we don't want to miss out because then we're going to have regret. And, you know, life keeps moving forward. We can't do everything that comes our way because we're scared of what we might miss out on and regret later. Choosing how we want a relationship, what job we want, taking time of um, our our finances. No, people take a lot of time to choose what they're going to invest in their money in. We need to take time in choosing how we invest our life. And that's one of our life's purpose. How do we invest our life? That's the true decision-making aspect. That's what we should be looking at, what we decide on. What is the quality of my life that I want? What is the abundance of my life look at looks like? So sometimes, you know, we spend more time making decisions on, on other things when we need to look at the core, at the root, at the purpose, and decide on that. Back to you, Faye. Thanks, Mary. Ah, yes, how often do we spend time on, ooh, is that top cute? Will it look good on me? Versus how about taking some time for self-care for myself today? What a difference if we moved out of the commercialism, the consumerism, and we began to acknowledge the rightness of looking inward and taking that extra time instead of hearing all those multitude of voices in our heads that say, no, that's not what you should be doing. 
You should be doing what the, what the society tells you to do, or you should be showing up like this. The other thing I believe is that we begin to look at how we are speaking to help propel ourselves forward. Now, I just heard myself use the word should in a few sentences, and I know that using the word should sets us up for failure. We are basically shoulding ourselves to death. The appropriate four-letter word, you know, insert the uh, appropriate four-letter word there instead of should, okay? But instead of should, we get to. In each moment, in each day, we get to choose. We get to decide if a decision gets to be made right now or we get to choose to put it off until we feel more balanced, when we feel more educated, if we need information. However that's going to show up, and then we start to see how everything begins unfolding in a more productive way. And we don't feel that anxiety. And we're listening to the insights that we're receiving, the divine inspirations, the impulses. And we learn to trust our inner navigational system even more because now we are giving ourselves that time to go inward. And to go, yes, even though the GPS is telling me to make a right, I know that making a right turn is the wrong direction. I'm going to make the left, and we end up arriving in the place that we need to be all along. So it's trusting that internal compass, which will never steer us wrong once we relearn to listen to it and we relearn to hear it. And then we just keep moving forward with bigger and bigger smiles on our face and less stress and less tension in our bodies. And then we stop doubting our decision-making ability. And we find that even if we supposedly make a wrong choice, it's never really a wrong choice. It's a learning experience. We don't fail We just chose a path that didn't feel as comfortable as we thought it might be. So that's another way to begin to allow yourself to trust your decision-making is by seeing things as happening for you, as experiences along your journey. I feel like I've just taken a very long journey to Oz. What about you, Mary? (laughs) Very good perspective, Faye. One of the things that I use when making a decision is, is this decision in alignment with my goals? When you're more aware of what you want out of your own life, you're able to make better choices. And it's good to be, as you said, self-reflective. So you don't end up making a bad decision that's out of alignment with your long-term goals. Some people don't really know when they come to me, say, for advice, they don't really know what they even want in the first place. So when they try to make a decision or they say, what will my life be like in a year? How do they know when they don't even know what that year, end of that year looks like? How can they even know what direction to go towards, what decisions to make when 
you know, what is their what is their goal? What do they want to accomplish? So that's that's something that I deal with and I always say sometimes as you just said, listen to your gut. When you're making a tough decision, have that dialogue within yourself. And the pieces start to unfold and everything becomes clearer because we do have this inner guidance that says wherever you go, you know, your faith is, is with you, your guardian angels are with you. So sometimes for me, I stop and say, hey, hey, angels, hey, higher power. You know, I'm down here on earth trying to work this all out. I need a little higher perspective. Angels, come rest inside my heart and, and help direct me. So for those of you that, that uh, trust in the angels, that, that believe that there's a higher power or resource for yourself, having that confidence in that to trust in them and to trust yourself with that decision to allow our angels to come in and help us make better future decisions that are in alignment, say, as you know, with our purpose, our mission, and our goals. So uh, I've been calling in the angels, and I've seen you do it many times, calling in (laughs) the angels and other people to help with decisions. But what's so what's so nice about that, Faye, is you don't only do that for yourself, but you do it for for your clients. I, I've known that you've told me stories of, of people that get on the table to, to you do massage and, and Reiki and some of these other beautiful modalities. And you're also helping them balance out their life and calling in their angels to help them with their decision-making processes. Um, one thought on that, Faye, and then, hey, we're almost out of time, so we're going to have to we're make a decision out of time. Time to end the show soon and um, and to give our contact information. But what are your thoughts about the angels? I believe that the angels are always with us, whether we realize it or not. They're always just they're there. The energy is there, whether we call them angels, God, guidance, the supernatural, however it relates and, and feels comfortable to you, there's always that aspect of our higher selves that's peeking just around the corner waiting for us to acknowledge it. And with that, I'll be quiet so we don't run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> We're making good decisions today and every day when we use all this great information that FA has brought forward and hopefully myself to make your day easier, keep you on your path. So for anybody who would like help, more help with their decision-making abilities, and you can contact me at maryanswersnow at gmail.com. And Faye, where can people find you? All they have to do is go over to my website at Escape, and that's A-K-N-E-A-D-E-D-E-S-C-A-P-E.com, AnitaEscape.com, and reach out to me there. That's great. So and you can I, find Faye on our Facebook page, too. What if you just imagine? We always have some interesting insight there for for you to check out. Say any last words? 
I'm looking forward to being with everybody the next week and that everybody should enjoy their decision-making process from here forward. You know, just, just a quick note. Um, I'm looking forward to having Faye uh, speak a little bit about in the near future her vibrational artist channeling. She's amazing at creating these beautiful prints that are channeled to her by uh, angels and, and other uh, entities of love. So, Faye, maybe one day we can talk about that. Maybe we can. Okay, Faye's going to make a decision on that and get back to us. So please, please go on to have a wonderful day. And thank you for tuning in to What If You Just Imagine. Bye-bye. Till next time. Bye-bye.